Okay, so what would you say if I told you that somebody you respect a lot, and by a lot, I mean a lot, created seven rules for better living? If I said that, somebody you respect a lot created seven rules for better living, would you care about that at all? Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Hey, everybody, it's Todd Conklin. This is Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast, and we're here to hang out together and have fun. How's it going? So everything is getting you know better a little because it's warmer. So that's a plus. I mean, let's just put that out there. That is a plus, and I'm constantly questing right now um, the perfect food. You know how you get into this – I don't know if you have the same – because maybe food is not that – you know, food is love, man. I love food. But you know when you get to that phase where kind of nothing in your normal repertoire sounds good anymore? I think YouTube does this to me. Is I'll watch YouTube and somehow the algorithm will tell me I need to watch some kind of cooking show. I, I try to not watch that many competitive cooking shows um, just because, I don't know, there's other stuff to do for sure. But some will come up, I don't know, some barbecue rib thing. I don't know, something yummy will come up, and you watch it. And you, and you start thinking, you know, everything I eat normally uh, that's on the normal rotation is boring to me. And, and so then you're kind of questing something new. I don't know if you – you may not even have this problem. This may not be a problem. Like the best example I give you is I became fixated with the idea of, of a maple long john. Now, you may not call them long johns where you're from, but I'm from western Kansas, you know, God's country. And those those long donuts that don't have a hole, they're, they're like a rectangle. Those – in Western Kansas, we called long. We didn't. They called them long johns, and so I call them long johns. But I think other places call them maple bars. Now you, you could knock me over with a feather that I'm questing a maple bar. But I, I became fixated on them. I mean, and I started looking all around every place I'd go. Do they have? You know, I went to Publix, which I thought was a guaranteed hit, hundred percent hit. They're going to have them. No, nope, they don't have them. I just became fixated on that particular donut. And it's a really good donut. I mean, there's no question. And you can get fancy. Like in Portland, they gave me one with bacon on it. I mean, crispy, like crumbly bacon. Delicious. Salty, sweet. Who didn't love that? But I just became fixated on on the maple long john. And that's kind of what happens. Now, you can ask me, and it's a good question, did you become fixated on the maple long john or did you become bored with the normal donuts that are available in the normal course of a normal day? And I actually think, you guys, it might be two, not one. It might be column B, not column A. I don't know if I became fixated on Maple Long John's or if I just became bored with the normal old round ones. I never thought I'd say that. It sounds like blasphemy, small B, not large. That's scary. That's kind of where I am right now 
on the, uh, the journey is I'm looking for some interesting things to sort of liven up the old food palette. And so I'll keep you in the loop on this, uh, where, it, where it goes, but I'm sure there's going to be great things to come. I mean, just great things to come. Because generally, you know, I'm constantly questing, but, I, you know, it's the meetings and stuff, you, all, you tend to have the same kind of food all the time. So, you know, the king of the chicken wrap, they, lots of chicken wraps, really all around the world I've had chicken wraps. You know, they're great. I mean, I wouldn't say they're exciting, but they're great. I'm kind of looking for the perfect grub. And when I find it, I'll, bring, I'll include you in it. But I'm relatively certain it's going to end with a maple long john because, man, I cannot get enough of that donut. That That's how fixated I am on that donut. Other than that, um, man, the stuff that's going on now is pretty crazy and interesting. And I'm so proud of all the people I get to talk to almost every day. I talk to companies and people out there and I'm just so proud of where everybody's heading. You know, you know safety's really changed and it's uh, it's changed for the better. The, the ownership and passion that workers have around it, the voice that they're finding, the fact that it's safe to talk about things. I mean, I don't know if you've thought about this, but this is a, a pretty big difference. And, uh, and it really manifests itself in the way people talk with, with great excitement about how their organization's changed, how it just feels different, how they're having discussions around safety they've never had before. Or they're discovering problems before they become problems when there's plenty of time and plenty of resources to fix them and they're just fixing them. I mean, that, this is a pretty, I mean, I don't know if you know this is going on, but it's going on out there. And that's one of the challenges I think we have is that we don't really stop long enough to celebrate success because our successes are, are nothing. I mean, our success means nothing happened. The, the, if we do our job really well, then it looks normal, right? And so it's hard to sort of measure things that don't happen. That's nearly impossible. And it's kind of hard to have a party, I mean, have to, to bring in Maple Long Johns over the fact that nothing happened yesterday. I mean, you want to bring them in for like, I don't know, birthday parties or significant anniversaries christenings, those kind of things. I mean, th those are events. They're moments in time where you could take a snapshot and say something amazing happened on this day. And yet I'd suggest that for us, something amazing happens almost every day. I mean, every day that people do high-risk critical work in all kinds of conditions with dynamic risk around them, and they do it safely, effectively, on time, within schedule, on budget, and everybody's happy, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that certainly warrants Maple Long Johns. A little fixated there. I probably should back off. I probably shouldn't have started there. If I would write stuff down before I have these conversations with you, I think they'd make more sense. I'll just put that out there. In the midst of everything, that's a big part. But neither here nor there, that's kind of where I am. Looking, questing, desiring some unique and interesting food to throw into the rotation that we can make here and have a, a great time making it. It doesn't cause too much of a mess because that's important. It's delicious, and it doesn't create a lot of leftovers because 
I'm pretty much done with leftovers. That's the other thing. Done the leftovers. I know you guys, there are people out there right now love leftovers. Uh, I don't know. I'm just at a different place. That's. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm in my long john phase. When you look me up in Wikipedia, it'll talk about these days as the long john phase. But enough, enough, enough. Let's talk about what I promised you because I made a big, I wrote a big check. I made a big promise at the beginning of this, and it's time we talk about it. So without any further ado, so here we go. So you guys know this because if you've taught a class or taken a class any time in the last 10 years, you've heard all sorts of amazing Einstein quotes, Albert Einstein. That's 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 who we're going to talk about today, Albert Einstein. And you hear all these quotes, and probably the vast majority of the quotes you hear are not true. They're attributed to Einstein. They're Einsteinian, but they may not actually be true, honest-to-goodness quotes. You know, I mean, that's kind of a part of it because he's a really super smart dude, and so you want to quote super smart people because then that makes it a super smart quote, which makes the class super smart, which makes you look smart, and the students in the class look smart. So we quote lots of Einstein quotes. And I can think of a whole bunch of them, and I really don't know if they're real or not. My favorite Einstein quote is he was asked if he had one hour to solve the world's hardest problem, how would he budget the time? And he said he would spend 58 minutes analyzing the problem and two minutes creating the solution. So I don't know if he said that or not. Although that is kind of a, a physicist would say that. I've hung out with lots of physicists in my life. But I've never actually seen that. I can't really attribute it. I don't, I don't know where it's from. But it's a cool quote. And so we're going to hold on to it because it's an Einstein quote. And it kind of illustrates the point that analysis is really vital. And with good analysis, solutions become easy. You can you, you totally follow this. That's all fine and good. And that's a huge part of, of sort of learning is this whole Einsteinian quote period that we all take. And then we discover, not suddenly, it's been around a while, that Einstein did actually, and you can cite this, he did come up with seven rules for a better life. And I thought, well, man, I mean, we put a lot of stuff on this podcast, and I talk about a ton of junk, you know, just, just goofy stuff. This might be worthwhile just kind of sharing with you. So I thought, well, I'll just do it. I'll just, I'll just share them. So here are Einstein's seven rules for a better life. And his first rule is in my mind, the best one of all. I mean, you can probably you can, you can shut the podcast off as soon as I say this one. That's how good it is. Einstein's first rule is pretty simple. He says, expend your energy on things that matter. Now, I don't think he means matter like dark matter or physics matter. But what I do think he says is spend your life's energy, spend your time, effort, emotions, these are pretty rare things. I mean, these are these are dear things. Spend that energy on things that matter. Which in essence he he's saying or implying that don't spend a lot of energy on crap that doesn't matter. And I actually think that's a remarkable piece of advice. You've heard me say it that one of the things 
that I've taken on is that I'm no longer going to have conversations that make me dumber. I'm just not going to because I don't need to be dumber. That's uh, not something I need. But also, I want to spend my time on stuff that makes a difference, stuff that matters to me. Now, Einstein doesn't try to define what matters. That's up to you. But what Einstein says is that that's where you ought to put your time and your energy and your effort on stuff that matters. And in saying that, what he's really telling you is, is figure out pretty early that if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And if it doesn't matter, don't waste any time on it. That first rule, I think, is incredibly important. And it sort of sets up Einstein's second rule for a better life. And his second rule says, do the things you love, even if you're not good at doing those things. I love this. I lo- he might as well have said, dance like nobody's watching. Because I love the idea of doing the things you love even if you suck at them. Because if it brings you joy to do it, if it's something you love to do, then do it. And what's amazing is it doesn't really matter if you're good at it or bad at it or right at it or wrong at it or the fastest or the skinniest or the slickest or the most proficient. What matters is that you love doing it. And what's a, a remarkable about this idea of loving doing it is that that's the part nobody can take away. So if you don't limit yourself by being an expert, and I promise you guys, it's dumb to limit yourself. If you wait till you're an expert before you do something, you'll never do it. So I love to speak Spanish. I'm terrible at it. Well, I don't think I'm terrible. I'm not great. I'm not I'm not a native speaker. I make lots of mistakes. But I still do it. Cuz it's fun. It's interesting. It it it's a whole another way to tell jokes. It's a whole different way to build relationships. And it works beautifully. So Einstein's second rule for a better life, do the things you love even if you're not good at those things. I think points to this idea of freedom in celebrating the passions you have. It's a remarkably great piece of advice. I mean, it's hard to fault it at any level. So Einstein says, expand your energy on things that matter. Don't do things that don't matter. And then secondly, do the things you love, even if you're not good at those things. And he sets that up for the third rule for a better life. And his third rule, well, this one's a little more directed. Because he says that you should always have a puzzle mindset. Look at problems like a puzzle. Which is really an interesting way to think about this. Because it allows you to provide some gamification and to actually chunk problems into smaller parts like you would a puzzle in order to find the solution. But I like the fact 
that the puzzle mindset really points to an iterative notion of improvement. That you start by looking for small clues that lead you to larger clues that lead you to larger and larger clues, which eventually may in fact lead you to a solution. And that puzzles demand analysis. Puzzles demand understanding them in a context. And puzzles demand that you look beyond the obvious. You look beyond the cause towards the larger conditions. Having a puzzle mindset. That's a beautiful one. Which leads to Einstein's fourth piece of advice, fourth rule for better living. And his fourth rule, I think, is profound and very much an Albert Einstein thing. Think deeply, long and hard about the things that truly fascinate you. Let me read this one again. Direct quote. Think deeply long and hard about the things that truly fascinate you. Let me read it with, uh, with punctuation. Think deeply, comma, long and hard, comma, about the things that truly fascinate you. Wow. I, I like that because it, it almost gives you permission to ponder in a quiet moment, to ponder on a bike ride, or to ponder as you go on a hike, ponder while you're walking the dog. Think about the things that fascinate you in a way that's different than you think about what was on television last night or what you're going to have for dinner or maple long johns. That is Einstein's fourth rule. So rule one, expand your energy on things that matter. Rule two, do things you love, even if you're not good at those things. Rule three, have a puzzle mindset. Rule four, think deeply, long and hard about the things that truly fascinate you. Which leads us to Einstein's fifth rule for better living. And and I'm struggling with this one a little. You're going to have to sort of put your own spin on this. But what Einstein says is don't let politics kill you with either rage or despair. Don't let politics fill you with either rage or despair. Kill, fill, they're they're an easy switch. This one is interesting. Because I, 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 I need some time to think about this long and hard. Because to a great extent, the world right now is fascinating to me. But it's hard to watch it and not either be filled with despair or sometimes rage. And my guess is, is what Einstein is saying is don't ignore the world. I, I don't think that's helpful. But when you move into emotion, you're moving away from intellect. That's my guess. You're going to have to tell me if you think that makes sense to you. But that is his fifth rule, and it's right there. I mean, 
that's one of the big seven, and he put it in. Which leads me to the sixth rule for a better life. This one I can get behind all day long. Blind obedience to authority is the greatest enemy of truth. Now, my guess is that one is a direct reflection of the context in time when Einstein shared the earth with us. But I also would suggest that has no expire by date. That blind obedience through authority, the lack of a questioning attitude, is probably the greatest enemy of the truth. It, it, it creates groupthink. We talk about this all the time in our work. Blind obedience to authority is the greatest enemy of truth. And then Einstein's seventh rule. Science, truth, and learning are for everyone. Not just for the precious few. Einstein's seven rules for a better life. Expend your energy on things that matter. Do things you love, even if you're not good at doing those things. Have a puzzle mindset. Think deeply, long and hard, about the things that fascinate you. Don't let politics fill you with either rage or despair. Blind obedience to authority is the greatest enemy of truth. Science, truth, and learning are for everyone, not just for the few. What'd you think? I, I saw that and thought, I, I want to share that with you guys while you're driving to work or walking the dog or whatever you do when you listen to the podcast. I, I wanted you to hear those things because I thought there's so much good in there. There's so much that we can take out of there. And uh, what I think is amazing, and I guess because it's Einstein, I shouldn't be that amazed, but what he says points to what he doesn't say. And I really like that idea that what he says points to, you know, expend your energy on things that matter. That's what he says. Don't waste your time on crap that doesn't matter. That's what it points to. I just think it's, a, it's an excellent way to kind of start the week. And it's a pretty good topic for a podcast. I mean, if you think about it. Those are great little pieces of advice, little platitudes. I mean, it now is up to you to make those have legs, but they will. I mean, even just some of those will. I mean, just the idea that these are some shared thoughts that you're sharing with Albert frickin' Einstein. How good is that? I think that's pretty good. I mean, I think that makes a big difference. And it certainly helps us move forward on the journey we have because it's easy to get discouraged it's easy to get overwhelmed it's easy to sort of burn yourself out all those things are quite possible in fact probably most of us have been at some stage of all three of those hopefully not all at once 
But there's also hope at the end of the rainbow. And that is kind of encouraging. I like that idea. And I like the idea that Einstein shared them with us. And that, you know, 75 years later, we're still talking about them. That's pretty cool. Learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as I bet you did today, actually. I bet you have as much fun as you possibly can. Be good to each other. Be kind to each other. Expend your energy on things that matter. And for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe. (laughs) 